0: are you guys playing or not? No. do you no, want to no, play no. are you ready to play are you crazy excuse me go no away i'm not doing get it no. scream get my glock let's do this don't get scared everybody it i just press it i, press it. I just pressed. oh you just press yeah I just press okay, it. okay that was that there was no context to what you were oh, saying oh. it just it just happened okay okay, yeah. okay cool All right. Anyway, how is everyone today? Y'all drunk yet? Ah! Uh, I am not because I need to drive and I'm a responsible adult. you boring. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for not driving and drinking at the same time. Uh, yes, I'm drinking responsibly so I could drive home safely. I have mm. people to see. Yes. I am currently, while we record, I'm still in the process of moving. So I have a place to move to, Mm -hmm. and I have people that I love that I want to see the next day. You got things to do. I got things to do. People to see. Places to go. People to fight. Oh, my goodness, yes. (laughs) I know you like that one. I'm going to say that one I got bitches to fight. Don't we all? And goals to conquer. Don't we all? And some of those goals are those bitches to fight. Oh, yes. uh, And you conquer. Yeah. (laughs) Like I said in the last episode, I can't fight. I don't know if I can. But I'm fighting in the best way by making myself better than them. That actually is worse. Ah! <laughs> they they hate to see a bitch doing well. Yeah, they do uh, You know what? You you want to something. I like you. Ah! <laughs> now you do it? Now you like me. What happened to the past year two years? Of course I like you. I just like to restate it. Okay, okay, okay. I feel okay. Okay. Alright, alright. I just wanna make sure like damn two years and now you start to like me. I've been like you. Mm. I just like to say it every now and again <clears throat> and remind you. Mm. Hmm. We have a theme. Oh shit. Ha! We have a theme. Oh, Why are you smiling so we have damn a much? Yeah. Well, let me hear about this theme of yours. Well, actually, it's um in my culture. If you see a girl smiling so much, this is going to be very sexist, by the way. But, you know, Hispanic cultures are the worst. Uh-huh. Um, If you see a girl smiling, it's either because a boy whispered sweet nothings to her, uh-huh. you know, or she's in love, uh-huh. or she saw the love of her life.
1: Uh-huh. Shit like
0: that. You know. Not saying that that could also bring a smile to your face if that happens that's to what you, I'm but, saying, is that a, but that's like the first thing people like go to. Okay, first and foremost, why do you always think a s like? Why would you always think a smile is something sexual? Let's start with that. Mm. Two, if she saw somebody who was the love of her life, what's the problem? You always they always want to say, "Oh, you smiling because of that boy, aren't you?" But then you want to preach marriage and kids. How do I get from point A to point B if you shame me for point A? Listen, that is being a person of color. You ain't lying. Yeah. It's like, No, I got a free bacon, egg, and egg of cheese, maybe, yeah. or or, no, uh, luckily the bus is broken, so the guy just let me pass without paying for my MetroCard. Yeah, or, you know, my coupon worked. Oh, I love that. It was the day expired, but it's still scanned, and I got $2 off. Or I actually got some sleep last night, you know, like the moment where you're, like, you wake up and you think, like, fuck my, like, I'm about to wake up in like five minutes, but it's actually, oh wait, yeah. I have two hours still to yeah. sleep, and it's like, ooh. Or for no reason, the system at work went down, and you got sent home three hours early. Oh, there was a fire at work, and I get to go home for a week. And we didn't set that fire. <laughs> we didn't set that fire. You can't prove anything. It's not on us. Can't prove shit. Oh, that would bring a big smile on my face. Like I, this is on fire and I didn't cause it. Hey, and y'all can't trace it to me. Oh! I hate you. So and I get to go home with pay. Oh my! That would bring a smile to anybody's goddamn face. They'd be like, "Wait, I get paid while y'all fix this shit, and I'm at home. Oh, y'all don't know what y'all did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm day drinking every day." <laughs> Oh my god! Or you you just rekindle with an old friend. We're going into like a more wholesome vibe, but you know, cute things. There's a thou- millions, and thousands of reasons why somebody would smile, and it cannot involve a person, another person. Even though it could involve another person, but it's not the first thing on the list. Turn date. Yeah. Anyway, we have a theme. All right. And I actually like this topic. Um, I was searching for things, and it just you know how you try to look for like a ritual title. This is a one word. Okay. So we're going to be talking about magic. 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 Okay. Got to do the arm thing. Magic. magic. Okay. Okay. Sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. Okay. I like this. (laughs) We're going to talk about the history of magic. I like a little magic in my life. We love magic. Like that fire that set our office ablaze. Yes, that we have no idea how it started. Nope. Okay, so magic is the application of beliefs, ritual, or action employed in the belief that they can subdue or manipulate nature or supernatural forces and beings. Yep, that's magic for you. (laughs) Yeah, now that song's gonna be in my head forever now. Do you believe in magic in the young girl's heart? I love that song. Oh my god. My brother loves that song, because you, your brother has taste. My brother's actually pretty cool, yeah. He has class. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He has his moments. It is a category into which various beliefs and practices are sometimes considered separate from both religion and science. That's when, you know, shit can't be explained. Yeah. Literally. Magic. Mm hmm. Magic. Although connotations have varied from positive to negative at times throughout history, magic, quote unquote, continues to have an important religious and medicinal role in many cultures today. Facts. <laughs> Facts, no printer. Damn. Yeah. We not print shit? <laughs> we saving paper? We saving paper. We email. We digitally email. Okay. So, within Western culture, magic has been linked to the ideas of other foreigners and primitivism, indicating that it is a powerful marker of cultural differences. So, each culture has a different magic. Mm-hmm. And, likewise, a non-modern phenomenon. Of course. Because nowadays, it's like... I I truly believe that, you know, if there was, a you know, magic back then and it worked, technology definitely took it out of, took it out. Like it took away a lot of the wonder. Like You can't do that. I can do that with this machine. And then that, you know, became mainstream because not everybody can tap into magic. Well, who's to say technology isn't not a form of magic? You know what? You're right. I'm big braining today. I don't know what happened. You're right. Apparently my brain cells multiplied today. During the late 19th and early 20th century, Western intellectuals perceived the practice of magic to be a site of primitive mentality and also commonly attributed it to marginalized groups of people. They not jealous. Mm, you going to love this part. In modern occultism and neo-pagan religions, many self-described magicians and witches regularly practice ritual magic, defining magic as a technique for bringing about the change in the physical world. Through the forces of one's will. Mm hmm. Keeps getting better, I promise. This definition was popularized by our favorite occultist diva, <sighs> Alistair Crowley. I know. I, I oh God. Can't can stand this. Just, just, why you gotta be involved in everything? <laughs> like, <laughs> e- like everything, like. You valedictorian, your book club, you on a cheerleading squad, you over here in an art club, and you play piano. You just doing everything. You, oh, you teacher's pet. I don't like you. Doing the absolute most. Um. So, yeah, we love him. He's an influential British occultist, if we didn't know that already. And since the time other religions such as Wiccan and LaVien. I never heard of LaVian, but it sounds interesting. Satanism and etc. the magical system have adopted. So, he is the reason why that has been adopted into those occult religions. All right, I'll give him that. I give him that. He started some shit. I'll give him that. Me did he he just put his name on it. Magic has been around for longer than him. And I mean, he carved out his own path in there. That's fair. He, he did set his own image. I told you, he's like that annoying pick-me kid. Oh, God, we all know somebody like that. Now for some etymology, which we love on this podcast. I love a good etymology. I don't know about you. Um, the English word magic, mage, and magician come from the Latin magus. Through the Greek word, those Greek words that look like symbols and not actual words. Right. Yes. Um... Which is from the old Persian magus or magus during the late 6th and early 5th century BCE? This term found its way into ancient Greek, where it was used with negative connotations to apply to rites that were regarding as fraudulent, unconventional, and dangerous. Again, y'all sound jealous, it really sounds like when it before they said <gasps> this is primitive or. It's for marginalized groups as in ours. So basically it like, okay, you just mad cause you can't do it. Facts. Honestly. You just mad cause you haven't tapped into that spiritual side and you can't make a bird fly out of nowhere. I love that. I'm just like, yo, you, you sound mad jealous. This sounds like sour grapes. <laughs> sour grapes. You turn a little green honey. Okay, so the Latin language adopted this meaning of the term in the first century BCE. Via Latin, the concept became incorporated into Christian theology during the first century CE, early Christians associated magic with demons uh-huh. and thus regarded it against Christian religion. You know, they always gotta come in and ruin the fun. Cause they jealous? Like, like, come on, dude. Like, it's not that deep, bro. And It wasn't bothering you. <laughs> they were over there. This concept remained pervasive through the Middle Ages when Christian authors categorized a diverse range of practices that were deemed bad, Mm -hmm. such as enchantments, witchcraft, incantations, divinations, necromancy, and astrology, all labeled under magic. In early modern Europe, Protestants often claimed the Roman Catholicism was magic rather than religion. And as Christian Europeans began to fuck shit up and colonize other parts of the world, because, you know, that's all they know how to do, in the 16th century, they labeled the non-Christian belief they encountered as magical. So anything that they didn't see as Christian was considered magical. But then the Protestants were saying everything they were doing was magical. Yeah. I mean... Give it to the Protestants to like put them in their lane. Kind of. Cause Think about it this way. <laughs> I, I read this somewhere before. Think about it this way. Apparently, Christianity and Catholicism is not a cult. But we do worship a man who rose from the dead after three days. And we eat bread, which is supposed to represent his body. Like, cannibalism, kind of. And we drink wine that is supposed to represent his blood. So, take that as you will. I see nothing wrong with that. Just saying. But we're not a cult, apparently. We we could slander our religion all day if we wanted to. Just letting y'all know. And we will. (laughs) We will. In the same period, Italian uh, humanists reinterpreted the term into a positive sense to express the idea of natural magic. See, I like that. I like that. Okay, like it sounds like Wiccanism. Like, you're just you're just being in one with nature. Yeah. I like that. Both negative and positive understandings of the term reoccurred in Western culture over the following centuries. So it kept going back and forth. Of course, because nobody can make up their mind. Since the 19th century academics in various disciplines have employed the term magic but have defined it in different ways and used it in references to different things one approach associated with the anthropologist edward taylor and james g frazier use the term to describe the beliefs in hidden sympathies between objects that allow one to influence the other that makes sense because like people grow an attachment to things mm-hmm. to objects i do Right, I completely grow an attachment to objects. Right, like wine. Yeah, absolutely. And my pen, my favorite pen. Mm-hmm. Um, my car. Yeah, like people grow an attachment to a- their car. Mm-hmm. Like they name them. Yes, exactly. Like me, I have an attachment to my HDMI cord. Cause I don't know why. I just I just love it. it. God, it makes my TV so much more beautiful. Aww. I have an attachment to my computer. Of course. No lie, I have an attachment to this wine bottle over here. Are you just going to be those Facebook moms like, ah, wine? No. Okay, good. Because I would have to shoot you in the spot. I'm sorry. No. Put you out of your misery. If I'm a wine mom, it's going to be in the house. (laughs) Okay. I'll put you out of your misery and out of mine. Yeah. My misery. Just take me out after that. That's how you know I'm an imposter. (laughs) It's not me doing that. If I see you posting, oh, mommy juice or grown-up juice or mommy needs a wine... Now, the closest Sh- I'm going to ever get is calling it spicy grape juice. Love that. That's the closest I'm gonna ever get. If I hear any of that coming, I know you're the imposter and shoot on sight. Yes. Okay. Now I know. Now everybody knows. Everybody in this podcast knows. Yes. Good. We have to get rid of the imposter sass. Defined in this way, magic is seen as the opposite of science. An alternative approach associated with the sociologist Marshall Maus and his uncle, Emile Durkheim, employs a term to describe private rites and ceremonies and contrasts it with religion, which is defined as a communal and organized activity. So instead of a bond, it's more of an organized organization. I like that. Okay, that makes more sense. Both of them make sense. Because it seems like now we got some level-headed people <laughs> stepping into the game. Like, you know, you ain't, we don't have to kill everybody just because they're dancing around some fire. Because you know what? Well, you could at the end of the day mind your business because they just this is just how they socialize. But, by the 1900s, many scholars were rejecting the terms utility for scholarships. So they were using that as their form of debating to get scholarships. Because there's money involved now. I'm not taking that as, you know, as legit. Because there's money involved. They argue that the label drew arbitrary lines between similar beliefs and practices that were alternatively considered religious. And that it was constituted ethocentric to apply the connotations of magic rooted in the western and christian history to other cultures. So they say it was a bad thing. Why? They argued it. Why? I don't know. It wouldn't make sense. They argued that the label drew arbitrary lines between similar beliefs and practices that were alternatively considered religious. So different beliefs and religion were being mixed in, so they argued that. And they were alternatively considered religious and constituted ethnocentric to apply the concept of magic rooted in Western and Christian history to other cultures. So they rooted it. They mixed it with different religions of different countries with Western and Catholic beliefs. That's how religions are formed. That's just literally how they're formed. You mix them with other things. That's. Uh, and I did an episode on Sataria Exactly. And that's how it happened. It's a mixed religion. Same thing with voodoo. It's a mixed. Hoodoo too. They're both mixed religions. You know people don't want that. Because they don't want integration. The world will be so much better. Now we're going to learn about white, gray, and black magic. Okay. Yeah. White magic has traditionally been understood as the use of magic for selfless and helpful purposes. While black magic was used for selfish, harmful, or evil purposes. It's kind of like the standard. Yeah, barely. true. And gray is a neutral one. With respect to the left-hand path and the right-hand path dichotomy, black magic is the malicious left-hand counterpart of the benevolent white magic. There's no consensus as to what constitutes white, gray, or black magic, though. Gray magic, also known as neutral magic, as you said, is magic that is not performed for specifically benevolent reasons, but it also does not focus towards completely hostile practices. So it's neutral. All right. Kind of given. Now we're going to discuss high and low magic. This is something I am unfamiliar with. Ooh, okay. Historians and anthropologists have distinguished between practitioners who engage in high magic and those who engage in low magic. High magic, also known as ceremonial magic or ritual magic, is more complex, involving lengthy and detailed rituals, as well as sophisticated, sometimes expansive, as we learned on this podcast, paraphernalias. Yeah, magic Screams, give us a nice little example of that. Jesus Christ. Um, My favorite one is the box ritual where you have to fucking build a whole goddamn box. Uh-huh. So you had to go to Home Depot, spend like a good, and it's not even a small box. It's a human-sized box. Mm-hmm. So you're spending about a good $200 on a fucking ritual to fucking get fucked. Yes. To fucking get fucked. I like that. Thank you. There's another one that I like. Which one's yours? When we talk about the uh the hellhound, how you can summon one but also how you can buy one off the internet. Oh yeah. You can buy one. I think you mentioned the price tag on that one. About a hundred dollars. And you can get free shipping. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, oh my god. The spiritual entity can be shipped for free. <laughs> it better. It's a spirit. There's no physical weight to that. And you can send it as a gift. With a gift receipt, I, I would think. kill you. <laughs> okay so this one you might like a little bit because this is more economically friendly because we're not trying to spend fucking money Girl, yes uh low magic also called neutral magic is associated with peasant and folklore and with similar rituals such as brief broken spells brief spoken spells low magic is closely associated with witchcraft high magic is also performed indoors while witchcraft is often performed outdoors you know what, I feel that. That makes more sense. It does make a lot of sense, actually. If you want witchcraft, you definitely want the elements of nature to be involved. Mm, yes. And then with low magic, it's a little more, you know, low cost. Do it inside the house real quick. You ain't got to take a lot of time out of your day. You can go still pick the kids up and Bible study. So, yeah. <laughs> High magic, it making you do the most. Right. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit around the world. I only choose two places that we're gonna discuss. That's what had in my head. Around too. Around. <laughs> where we stop, nobody knows. We, me we wanna... don't care, just where we go. i want to watch the cheetah girls again. Now. Honestly, my coworker had a cheetah girl head not, not like a headband with cheetah print on it. Oh. and it looked just like the one that the cheetah girls had. Ooh. It was the pink one. I wouldn't wear it, but I love seeing other people wear it. Yeah, I know I wouldn't ever. I don't like cheetah print. So I'm only gonna choose two places. There's obviously a lot more information on these uh, forms of magic around the world, but I'll just give you guys a little taste. The first one is Mesopotamia. Ah, okay. I see a little link now. Let's go. Yeah. So, first stop is Mesopotamia. The magic language was Asiputu or Mas Asuto in the Akkadian language. So, Mm -hmm. they have a specific language. Magic was invoked in many kinds of rituals and medicinal formulas and to counteract evil omens. Defensive and legitimate magic in Mesopotamia were incantations of ritual practices intended to alter specific realities. So, they make you see shit? They're defenses. Uh Aha! Okay, okay, okay. The defense magic. Like, Dr. Strange. Defense <laughs> Against the Dark Arts. Yes! But then something was always wrong with those teachers. Listen. Every Defense Against the Dark Arts They teacher, all died. They all had some baggage. They all needed... The baggage. <laughs> needed help. They all had some, like, some drama. Somebody had tea to spill on them. Every time! Yeah, the Defense of the art, Dark Arts was not a good job. It it was not a good position. It wasn't a stable job. It wasn't. People need a stable job. It was a huge turnover rate. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they paid a lot for that freaking position. Okay, so the ancient Mesopotamians believed that magic was the only viable defense against demons, ghosts, and evil sorcerers. I mean, valid. Honestly. (laughs) To defend themselves against the spirits of those they had wronged, they would leave offerings known as kispu in the person's tomb in hoping of appeasing them. Honestly, I probably do the same thing. If that failed, they also sometimes took a figurine of the deceased and buried it in the ground, demanding for the gods to eradicate the spirit or force it to leave the person alone. You could have just not fucked with them before. Right? Honestly. I mean, it was an who, option. Who would have? You had options. Because mm-hmm. now look at all the this work. This you... all could have been prevented. Now look at all the work you got to do. I have to my mind. Uh, The ancient Mesopotamians also used magic intending to protect themselves from evil sorcerers who might uh, place a curse on them. Okay. Black magic as a category didn't exist in ancient Mesopotamia. So they they didn't label things. Like, you did now. If you're just using this, you're just using this. Yep. Yes, exactly. And a person legitimately using magic to defend themselves against illegitimate magic could use exactly the same technique. Okay. The ma- uh, the only major difference was the fact that curses were enacted in secret, whereas a defense against sorcery was conducted in the open in front of an audience, if possible. Okay, see, that would make sense. Because if you're doing a curse, maybe they didn't label it as black magic, but it was still looked down upon. Like, why are you doing it? I mean, that? who would be excited to get cursed? Right or why was your friend look at you like you're gonna curse this? Why are you cursing them? What did they do? Yeah, what's wrong with you? It's still get a good question. Right, but of course the one you want to put out and open is like this person did something wrong to me and I'm fighting back. Of course you want and that I one. I want everybody to know about exactly. it. Exactly, I want everyone to know that you hurt my feelings and that's why I'm about to do this shit. Exactly. So one ritual to punish a sorcerer was known as the maklu or the burning. What is does that with people on fire? Uh, it worked. Ah! It it. worked. It worked. We're all walking raw meat and it works. I love that. I love the response. The person viewed as being afflicted by the witchcraft to (laughs) create an effigy of the sorcerer and put it on trial at night. Then once the nature of the sorcerer's crime has been determined, the person would burn the effigy and thereby break the sorcerer's power over them. Okay. You know what? I like this one because you're not actually burning somebody. Right. You're burning like a little like a proxy of them. practically. Yeah. To break a spell yes that one i'm with it at first i was like oh god yeah I, I, I yeah I thought too. here, here comes the with it. steak yeah they're burning them at the steak they're gonna put them on a spit and they're gonna roast them oh here we go but this one's a little different yeah i it. like this one this is the first one we're kind of like digging it you know nobody's getting hurt i'm like somebody's getting cursed which is not a good thing either but they just, just like ah, right, you know we're gonna burn this because you're doing too much yeah well a little figurine of you yeah I wonder what happened if you had to do it three times. You know, three times is usually the magic number. Cause you know how, you know, now we have nowadays it's usually like, you know, three-time loser. That's when you end up in jail for life. That you fucked up, like, with three different big-ass felonies. I no, don't know, really. That's, now, a good, that's a good question. I wonder though. if if you did this three times. did that count? You're going to love this one. Now, Egypt. Ooh, oh, okay. Keep going. <laughs> in ancient Egypt, their language for magic was Kemet. Yes. Uh, Kemet, magic, personified as the god Heka was an integral part of religion and culture which is known to us through substantial corpus of texts which are products of the Egyptian tradition. So all the hieroglyphics practically. While the category of magic has been continuous for modern Egyptology, the Coptic term hik is the descendant of the Pharaonic term Heka which unlike its Coptic counterparts has no connotation of impiety or illegality. And... Is attested from the old kingdom through the Roman era so it it went through it was tradition and it kept passing through Heka was considered morally neutral and was applied to practices and beliefs of both foreigner and Egyptians alike so it was very inclusive Uh, the instructions for medicar informed us that Heka was the beneficent gifted by the creator of humanity See, I like what they're doing. They're like, yo, we just over here using magic. We're passing it down through generations. Foreigners and local are more than welcome to use it. They're just mad chill. And it's very organized, too, because yes. it's with the God. Yes, of course, because the God has to give out rules and whatnot. Exactly. it has to be some way to organize it so that you know exactly what you're doing. You don't mess it up. I, I like the way they're doing it. They're they're not condemning it. They're stabilizing it. They're neat. They're neat with it. Yes. Magic was practiced by both the literal priestly hierarchy and by illiterate farmers and herdsmen, and the principle of heka underlay all ritual activities, as you said, both in the temples and in private settings. Mm-hmm. So they were very organized and very neat with it. One big and completely known form of magic is the Book of the Dead. Yes, we discussed that. We did discuss that. The interior walls of the, of the Pyramid of Unas, the final pharaoh of the Egyptian 5th dynasty, are covered in hundreds of magical spells and inscriptions running from the floor to the ceiling in vertical columns. It's a lot of spells. These inscriptions were known as the Pyramid Texts, and they contain spells needed by the pharaohs in order to survive the afterlife. As we know, is very important in, in Egyptian tradition, religion, and ideology. Again, as we all know, mummification is very important. The pyramid texts were strictly for royalty. Only the spells were kept secret from the commoners and were written only inside royal tombs. You know, they had to play favorites a little bit. A little bit, you know. It's kind of fair, honestly. Everywhere else, it's kind of like royals are on top. After a person died, his or her corpse would be mummified and wrapped in linen bandages, as we all know, to ensure the deceased's body would survive for as long as possible, because the Egyptians believed that a person's soul could only survive in the afterlife for as long as his or her physical body survived here on Earth. The last ceremony before a person's body was sealed away inside the tomb was known as the opening of the mouth. In this ritual, the priest would touch various magical instruments to various parts of the of the deceased body, thereby giving the deceased the ability to see, hear, taste, and smell in the afterlife. No touch? You ain't gotta touch shit. I mean... Don't be touching shit. If you find somebody's spirit over there that you like. You don't be touching somebody. Keep what? your hands to yourself. Why? Keep your hands to yourself. If there's consent, why? If there's consent. <laughs> they can't touch back even if they gave consent. If y'all both dead, y'all might be able to both feel each other. Maybe I can, you know, melt spirits together or something. Girl, I don't really want to. Mm. Yes, I'm talking about ghost sex, people. Mm! If you haven't caught on that already. I have to say, I'm sure somebody has. You know we have some stragglers. <laughs> I hate you. Okay, so now we're going to go to my favorite part. Magicians. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love magicians. I, I love magic. I love that shit. I eat it up. And people always tell me oh you know that's fake you know you just find out how to do care i don't give a goddamn I shit. like the, i like the wonder of it uh, yes god i love ma- and the history of magicians which might be a future episode because i just love magic so yes. much i just i just love magicians yes. Nathan, let me give you an example there was one time i was at a restaurant mm-hmm. and it was this dude he was a waiter but you know sometimes he'd go around he'd do magic tricks Ooh. and you could tip him <gasps> and it was we would, we would of course tip him i forgot he just he, i don't know how he did this he had a red solo cup it was empty. He showed us he made a potato come out of that shit. And it was an Idaho potato. It wasn't one of them little red ones. So I'm like, yo, d- you can't tell me you don't love this. Oh, I love it. I'm a sucker for that shit. One of my old high school friends is a magician. And he's like, he was my favorite person, honestly, Mm -hmm. because like he actually did magic tricks and he always indulged me, too. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) That was the coolest thing about him. He indulged me. He always (laughs) did like little magic tricks in front of me and I'm just like gawking at it. Because you were a big ass fan. I'm a huge fan of magic. Not Chris Angel. Mm, No. David Mm -hmm. Blaine. Yes. Like I just said, I love a good magic trick. Many of the practices which have been labeled magic can be performed by anyone. I like that. Inclusiveness is who we are. That sounds like a, that sounds like, you know, Disney magic can be performed ah! by anyone. Oh, God. I <laughs> That's God so damn, Disney. I fucking hate you. For instances, some charms can be recited by an individual with no specialist knowledge or any claims of having a specific power so you don't even have to know the deep roots of magic in order for you to do this okay i like that it's fun for the whole family Others require specialized training in order to perform them. That's fair. Some of the individuals who perform magical acts on a more than occasional basis came to be identified as magicians. Or with related concepts like sorcerers, sorceresses, witches, or cunning folk. Mm-hmm. Identities as... Yeah. Yeah identities as magicians can stem from the individual's own claim about themselves that they could call themselves a magician or it can be labeled placed upon by others in the latter case the individual could embrace such a label or they could reject it sometimes vehemently behem- I even said it too before and I just can't say it there can be economic incentive that encourage individuals to identify as magicians obviously like if you're in Vegas you racking up dope I know even if it looks like shit you mean like I am a magician. Yeah, you could easily label yourself And in the as back magicians. of your mind I'm like but I'm here for the money. <laughs> in case of various forms of traditional healer as well as a letter sage, magicians or illusionists, the label of magician could become a job description actually nowadays. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Others claim such an identity out of genuinely held belief that they have a specific unusual power or talent. They do. Different societies have different social regulations regarding regarding oh regarding who can take on such a role for instances in many uh there could be a question of familial heretic so it could be hereditary Mm. that you are a magician so your father your grandfather your mom your grandmother right um or there may be a gender restriction on who is allowed to engage in such practices yeah i know it exists we hate it but it exists of course um, a variety of personal traits may be credited with giving magical powers, and frequently they are associated with an unusual birth into the world. For instances, in Hungary, it was believed that a taltos, which is a person with supernatural powers similar to a shaman, would be born with teeth or an additional finger. Because you know, babies aren't supposed to have teeth when they're born. Right, okay. Yeah. So, in various parts of Europe, it was believed that being born with a cowl, which is a piece of membrane that can cover a newborn's head and face, would associate the child with supernatural abilities. In some cases, a ritual initiation is required before taking on a role as a specific as a specialist in such practices, and in others, it is expected that an individual would received a mentorship from another specialist mm-hmm so yeah i see what i see what's good because sometimes you might see it in a movie You know, say if you're born blind that means you're a seer like you can see the future this person is an albino so they must have magic powers yeah so it's always something like that and then there's all there's also the very dumb ones that like oh she's gorgeous and she has powers and that means if she ever has sex she's gonna lose those abilities oh my goddamn christ yeah you like you remember the scorpion king i um, haven't watched that movie no okay well are you do you plan on watching it not really okay well then the sorcerer in there that's what her people kind of used as a um as a way to keep kings from taking advantage of them was to say oh if you have sex with her she's not going to be able to see into to the future anymore oh that's a good technique i'm gonna use that mm-hmm i'm in big magic if you have sex with me um that's gonna go away and i don't want to lose that yeah and, and you'll lose your advantage Yep. So what do you want? Go away. Exactly. Don't touch me. (laughs) You got whores over there. Oh, my God. Do, 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 do. Traditionally, the most common method of identifying, differentiating and establishing magical practitioners from the common people is by initiation. By means of rites, the magician's relationship to the supernatural and his entry into a close. Jesus Christ. What are they doing out there? It's called little dick energy, dear. Keep continue. We don't pay attention to them. You're right. You're right. You're right. Do-do-do. Closed professional class is established often through rituals that simulate death and rebirth into a new life. Here comes that little dick again. (laughs) Throughout recorded history, magicians have often faced skepticism regarding their um, purported powers and abilities. For instances, in 16th century England, the writer Reginald Scott from... The Discoveries of Witchcraft, that is the book he wrote, in which he argues that many of these accused of witchcraft or other claims magical cap- capabilities were fooling people using illusionism. Well, I mean, yeah, you kind of are fooling people because there a lot of times there is an answer to it. Yeah. And we're being fooled. We just don't know how. But well, we like it. Well, Romani is actually... Um, That's where a lot of, like, the, the stereo, I don't know if it's a stereotype or a stigma, that they are fortune tellers, that they read palm. Yeah. They actually did that for money. Right. So they could travel through towns. They, they kind of made fun of gullible people. Right. So that's how they, um, got their money. That's how they tricked people, tricked Europeans, like, other, non-Romani. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of like where that stigma came from. So I imagine they kind of influenced a lot of like believers of magic. I think that's why like for some, the term gypsy is offensive. It is a derogatory term. Yeah. Yeah, Cause you know, you say, Oh, I got gypped. It's like, Oh, you you got scammed. Yeah. You are scammer. You scam me, you rip me off. Okay. So I get, okay. So I see that now. It may, okay. I read, I think I mentioned this on a podcast before that I read a book about, it was a biography of this European boy who traveled with a Romani family. And he like kind of like documented his, journey with a romani so i learned a lot actually from that book about that and mm. it was actually really amazing and yeah so magic is fucking cool i love magic as always yeah and i like how very inclusive it is mm-hmm. like well for the most well not even for the most part i feel like the people is what made it that way people always make shit that way yeah so i'm gonna give it well nowadays it's completely almost i'm gonna give it nowadays 80 percent inclusive Cause most people have better things to worry about than you saying pick a card, pick a card. I would be a sucker for it though. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's what I mean. Most people they have like they're not gonna condemn people like oh they're just doing something with cards. Me I'm like I'm being thrall. Be like let me see if you get this right. Yeah, (laughs) my curiosity and my excitement for magic kind of gets in the way. Uh, uh, PSA people three card Monty is not a magic trick. That is actually to take your money. Oh my god, really? That is actually to take Did your they money. they really say that it's a magic trick? No, some people some people have said, oh, it's make magic. They can hide the ace. They can hide the ace. Like no. If you put down money and you can't find that ace, it's because they're fucking around with you and they're just trying to take your money. Okay. Noted, even though I know three-card mon- three Monty is something I should stay away from completely because yeah. I'm from New York. It, like If you do it, some people, they mean to do it to gamble. Some people don't know any better. So they really think it's, oh, it's a magic trick. Like, no, it's not. It really isn't. PSA from Sass. Yeah. The little bell. Yeah, there, little, the there was actually bell. a dude who used to do it on the bus, and mad college no students way. were losing their money. Yeah, yeah, mad college students were losing their money, and they had to send out an email to the college students beware on these bus lines. There's somebody playing three card Monty and taking everybody's money. Are you serious? It was that bad. I did not know that. So, look, some card tricks are fun and beautiful and great, some of them are not. I like the magicians that when you give them a dollar, they turn it into a hundred. i like that of course you do yeah i do it now give me my money back because that hundred is mine you made that shit out of me give me (laughs) (laughs) i love those magicians (laughs) okay yes we do um magic is great also like um Keep magic alive, dude. Keep magic alive. Let's keep some wonder. Yeah. Like, I like when people like the um, magicians or the illusionists go on, like, you know, America's Got Talent. I like watching that. Or, you know, any other Got Talent. You know, every country has Got Talent now. (laughs) My dad loves watching those shits. He loves watching, like, talent shows. This one, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you one. It's creepy, but it's good. It was on a TV show. So, it wasn't wasn't crazy creepy. Yeah. But it was this girl. I think it was um, in Thailand. I think so. Or somewhere in Britain. She's great. She's amazing. Okay. And she's creepy though. That's her. It's her character. Oh, 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 oh she gets into oh, character oh, on stage. Oh, I love oh, her. Oh, okay. I'm going to show you. Some okay. of y'all might know who I'm talking about. All right. Uh, well, I guess you'll post a link in, in the ep- in the description. Sure, I will post a link. I will spread awareness of her. I would love that. Yeah. You know, last time when we did one of these, we forgot to pick our games and now we're going to do it. And now we're going to do a magic trick of our own. Yeah. We will pull some games out of a bag. <laughs> Not a rabbit out of a hat. No. A little cliche, but I like it. Yeah. Um, I um, I listened to a podcast, like, uh, and that's why we drink. We both know that podcast. Yes. And one of the um hostesses or host, one of the the podcasters, the host people. Yes. Cause yeah, cause uh, they go by they them pronouns. Yes. So the podcaster mentioned two magicians, and I loved hearing that episode so fucking much. Oof. That they did Harry Houdini. Mm-hmm. So I learned so much. And they did these brothers that were known magicians as well. Yes. So those two episodes are just like my favorite so far. Because like, I just love the fact that. I just love hearing about magicians and magic. And the lore of magicians. Well, let's see what type of magic we're going to pull out this book. Oh, got it. There's so much. I just love that sound. I know. I put a bunch of new games in here. I got mine. hear the weight. Is <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. one of the new ones? Yeah. Ah! A lot of them are new. Okay. No, actually I'm gonna take a little bit lower. Just so like I checked I, I shook the bag around. So. I know. Uh... You, you might get old, you might get new, who knows? <laughs> to be fair, we don't even know what the old ones are. Facts. Okay. Ready? You go first. <gasps> the cold ritual. <gasps> Ew. And that's why I laugh. Uh, I don't. Uh, why does that sound disturbing? Everything sounds disturbing to you. Ah! oh the one who answers ah, give me <laughs> i like this i miss this <laughs> the, the exchanging of games and paper the exchange oh no thank you <sighs> that's gonna be fun <laughs> if i got a cold chill i'm about to shoot myself Ah, uh, shoot yourself in the foot yeah yeah well not really i like to walk okay you can't uh, left arm all right fine I okay, guess. yeah. Cool. All right. With a water gun. With a water gun. Safety first. Safety first. Don't forget to take the safety off before the water comes out. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for joining us. Keep the magic alive and we love you. And good night, darklings. And you can send an email to we don't play podcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can also find us on Instagram at we don't play and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at We Don't Play Pod. Yes, and you can listen to us on CastBox, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And Google Play Music. Yes, we are there too. Like and subscribe. Review and comment. We also have a Patreon. www.patreon.com slash We Don't Play.